Hello, everyone. Welcome to In the Word Podcast with Will and Marie. I'm Will. And I'm Marie. And we are starting episode 204. I was going to say 203, but we're on episode 204. Okay. And uh, we're talking about salvation, yes. conversion. Yes. An exciting topic. And uh, we're, we're looking at New Testament and Old Testament salvation, but primarily New Testament salvation because we want to understand how a person comes to Christ and I don't think there could be any more important subject than how we get saved getting saved is what it's all about if we want life after death if we want to be pleasing in God's sight if we want to avoid hell all those things are, are 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 necessary and are critical and salvation is the way we succeed at that yeah and when we when you think about it um, salvation is such a blessing, such a, yes. a, 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 a you know, a example of the grace of God yes. um, that a lot of people probably don't know that or don't see it that way. They um, look at it, you know, religious people look at it as a mark against what they believe if it's different than, you know, Christianity. But it really is God's grace and mercy. And even in this um scripture here in, in Acts 16 that, that you want to, that we want to discuss, you just see the grace of God everywhere. It's like right. he didn't have to do what he did, you know, for the Philippian jailer and all of that. But, you know, because he desires that men would be saved, that men would come to him. Um, he, he did it, you know, he made it, he showed them, you know, he did some works or whatever that made them see and know that God is real. And that the salvation process is real, um, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And when you and you know when you look at it, salvation is ultimately um, evidence of God's grace. Yes. You know, yeah. I mean, I love what Titus says. We're going to look at Acts sixteen here in a second, but 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 Paul made this uh, under the influence of the Holy Spirit this great statement to Titus in chapter three, verse five. Uh, he said, "He saved us." And I just want to just stop right there. He right. saved us. God right. saved us. Right. We didn't save ourselves. You know, we didn't do anything to earn salvation. Mm-hmm. We didn't do anything to merit salvation. Our lives don't warrant salvation. We were talking about in Bible class on last Wednesday, just our ultimate depravity and how we we bring nothing to the table. Mm-hmm. And, and God saved us from nothing from zero, right. you know, from the guttermost to the othermost. And so Paul says he saved us not mm-hmm. on the basis of deeds. This is the new American standard, uh, Bible, mm-hmm. not on the basis of deeds, right. which we have done in righteousness, because we know, by the way, as another aside, our righteousness is as filthy rags. It's nothing to God. Our righteousness mm-hmm. is unacceptable. It's incomplete it's invalid and it cannot be used as a means of obtaining salvation. Right. So Paul reiterates that he saved us not on the basis of deeds, which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, God's mercy, God's God's grace and mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy spirit. That's, 
that's how we were saved. Yes, yes, very good. That's that's. And I think that verse just kind of sums. Yes, it, up. it does. Yes, and there again, God's mercy, God's grace, God's uh, desire for us to be, you know, in fellowship with Him. God's desire that we live forever in paradise. You know, He 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 uh, of His own accord. Um, set up this plan for us to be saved. And that in and of itself is right. a demonstration of his love for his creation. And uh, so it's sad when people, you know, reject it or, you know, you can lay it out for them and they still don't believe. But um, but nevertheless, the offer is still there. God is still drawing people unto himself and uh, desiring that all men would be saved. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, an example of that is in Acts chapter 16 with this Philippian jailer. Um, If you look at verse 23 and Paul and Silas, by the way, have been in prison as just as a, a word of background. And it says when they had struck them with many blows, they threw them into prison commanding the jailer to guard them securely. Mm-hmm. And he, having received such a command, threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Mm. The inner prison would be sort of our version of uh, perhaps solitary confinement. Yeah. This is a place where it's where escaping is most difficult and the conditions are most horrible. Right. And it says in verse 25 of Acts chapter 16, but about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God. Mm. And the prisoners were listening to them. Wow, just, that's amazing. Just even, even before we talk about the mm-hmm. Philippian jailer himself, just the idea that Paul and Silas weren't complaining, they mm-hmm. weren't moaning and groaning, yes. they weren't blaming God for their yes. faith, wow. they weren't blaming anyone, they weren't having a pity party. These guys are just remarkable. Amen. Yes, that that really hits home there in that um, growing to the the point of, in spite of the suffering that we may have mm-hmm. to go through, or things are just not not going right in our lives and all of that. Uh, let's not have the tendency to think God has left us or blame him or not see him for who he is. Right. Um, but grow to a place like these guys. They were singing and praising God and they're right. in in prison. And you and yes. when we think about prison, you've said this in other teachings about those weren't those nice clean prisons that we have in you know in this day and age right you know those were pretty much like dungeon you know or exactly. whatever and that didn't matter to these guys you know right. they just sang praises and they saw God in that way and that right. is that isn't something to be um to grow into to you right. know get to a place where we see God like that and that good and uh, and praise him in spite of our what trials and tests we may be going through or what, how much suffering we may be experiencing. God is still good and God still loves us and God is still, his grace and mercy is still there. Exactly. Exactly. And just to finish this passage in verse 26 of Acts 16, it goes on to say, and suddenly there came a great earthquake Mm. so that the foundations of the prison house were shaken 
And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer awoke and saw the prison doors opened, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice saying, do not harm yourself for we are all here. And he called for lights and rushed in and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And after he brought them out, he said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Yes. Yes. That was verse 30. And may the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Mm-hmm. And next time, that's what we'll discuss. Reed. We'll discuss that question because I think that's the question of the hour. And I think that's the question that we pray every believer would sincerely ask. Yeah. What must I do to be saved? And I, and I think so much goes into that question because he had perhaps he knew that Paul and Silas were beaten unfairly and unjustly that they were innocent men and that innocence was probably verified even more by their singing and praising God uh, in their cells rather than complaining and cursing and shouting and yelling and calling for a lawyer. Uh, All the things that people would typically do, Paul and Silas did the opposite and the jailer heard that. Yeah. This was no accident. He heard that. And, and, uh, and you know what? And it seems like, too, that the earthquake, he equated that to God. You yes, know, it, yes. it wasn't like it was just an earthquake. You know, it was it was something that was a demonstration to him, I guess, of God's power. Is of that God. what it's, yeah, you know, I think so. Yeah. Of and God's, God's ability to do what he, you know, to release us from whatever it is we're going through or experiencing. It's amazing. It's and amazing. that the earthquake would not only open the doors, but also unshackle the chains. Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. That is what kind of earthquake what? was that, that no one was hurt all that yeah. damage and destruction going on around them. And apparently no one was injured or hurt or killed right. in the earthquake, right. but the prison was completely, that's uh, wow. you know, unsecured. Uh, that's just an amazing. You said that the foundations of the prison right. house were shaken. Wow. Right. Yeah. And of course we know that ancient Roman law was that if a prisoner escaped, you right. exchanged your life for his. Yes. So the, the jailer was just avoiding the inevitable and just decided I'm going to just take my right. own life because I figure I can die on my own terms instead of going through the torture and interrogation <laughs> right. that I'm going to go through that because of the prisoners escape, even though it was an act of nature, they didn't care if the yeah. prisoner leaves your life right. is exchanged for theirs. And then when Paul to yell out, uh, don't kill yourself. We're, right. we're all here. Right. He knew that I guess cause it was dark and they couldn't see. So yeah, evidently the spirit of God revealed to him that no one had left, that they were going to no yeah. escape. That's amazing. And how amazing. Paul saw that with yeah. no lights is also yes. miraculous. That's what I mean. And, yes. and how all these other quote unquote unsaved inmates stayed put stayed. and didn't make a yes. run for the border. <laughs> Yes. A jailbreak. <laughs> right. You know, they could have looked at this as being a very fortuitous uh, event. Yeah. And uh, let's run. Yes. Yeah. And uh, they stayed they put. Stayed. Perhaps once again because of Paul and Silas, because the Bible says that while they were singing 
hymns yeah. and praising God. It says the prisoners, prisoners were, were listening. listening to them. Yes. Listening. Yes. And that word listening suggests active hearing. They weren't just hearing the sounds audibly that they were listening to the message in yes. the songs, yes. which is why I believe that our music today, contemporary Christian music and gospel music and hymnology, the study of hymns, all our music should be about yes. the glory of God. Yes. It should yes. be music that glorifies God, that yes. honors God, that yes. praises God, that talks about God. It should be, it should be reverent. It yes. should be scriptural. It should be honorable it should be uplifting mm -hmm. and, and it should meet the criteria that people can hear the good news of Jesus yes. Christ, not yes. some of the garbage that you hear out there uh, parading as being Christian music or right. gospel music. Right. And it's really just thinly, thinly veiled secular music yeah. that's, you know, that should not right. be in the house of worship exactly. at all. Exactly. But that's another podcast yes. and for another day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But let's Amen. pray. Lord, we just thank, thank you for you, this Lord. time together and for this uh, yes, ability Lord. to share your word uh, over this medium. And we just ask, Lord, that people will hear your word and that they will respond to your yes. word. And just as those members of the uh, prison heard Paul and Silas singing, may someone hear this podcast yes. and come to a saving knowledge of Jesus yes, Christ. Lord. We thank you and we praise you, Lord yes. Jesus. And we... Uh, give you the glory yes, in Jesus name. Yes. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next time.